Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. This is ABC News Daily. It's been a tough year for the economy, with a lot of Australians struggling with rising interest rates and a surge in the cost of living. But spare a thought for the people of Britain, where the new government's mini-budget this week sent an already struggling economy into freefall and the pound to the lowest level ever recorded. Today, business editor Ian Verinder on the impact on global markets and why our own budget next month will be one of the most conservative yet. Ian, it's pretty wild what's going on in England this week. Absolutely, Sam. It's been uh, it's been chaotic, really. Mm. Uh, and this is a really, uh, I mean, you know, it's irresponsible to, is is a pretty um, mild way to describe it, really. Uh, and not just for England, it uh, it has repercussions right across the globe because the UK and London obviously is one of the world's biggest financial uh, centres and what happens in the UK, you know, really does reverberate through the rest of the world. And what we've seen is an absolute meltdown in the UK pound or the British pound and also in, uh, in on bond markets. Liz Truss, the new... Prime Minister, she brought down a mini budget. I want to see is a growing economy so everybody in our country has the high paid jobs that they deserve, that the investment into their town, the new businesses being set up. That's the kind of Britain that I want to see. That's what's led to this sort of catastrophic economic downturn. Yeah, look, uh, the, the the mini budget wasn't surprising in many ways because they had said for quite a long time that they wanted to cut taxes. Mm. Um, I guess it was the extent of it all, though, when they when they brought it in, and they cut taxes uh, across the board and also removed the top tax layer. So the tax cuts were really very much to benefit uh, the very well off. And there was a whole series of other changes that they made as well. Now, ultimately, what that meant was that um, debt levels would soar because they provided no input or explanation as to how they were going to fund this, uh, this revenue shortfall that they just created for themselves. And so if you then come in with a plan to just wipe out a large section of your revenue, you're saying, oh, look, don't worry, but it'll all get better because what we're doing will promote growth and then we'll get growth and everything will be great because we'll have more growth and that means more revenue and the debt levels will come down. Well, that's just not a particularly convincing argument. But my view is we absolutely need to be incentivizing growth at what is a very, very difficult time for the global economy. And financial markets around the world looked at it and went, no, I'm sorry, we're not going to accept this. The International Monetary Fund has described the British government's planned tax cuts as a large and untargeted fiscal package that risks widening inequality. And it comes at a time when 
central banks globally are trying to slow the you know economy down they're trying to take money out mm. um, by raising interest rates and so you've got this now a tug of war uh, in the UK the government is you know got this very expansionary policy and the Bank of England on the other hand is there trying to rein in money and and you know by pushing interest rates higher and uh, you know trying to slow the economy down so mm. there seems to be a completely uncoordinated attempt at uh, economic management. Mm, Okay, so we've seen Liz Truss, she's made this decision to increase borrowing and cut taxes by the largest degree in 50 years. You've mentioned that the financial markets didn't accept this, they don't like it, and I gather if they don't like it, that's when the pound crashes. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're issuing a lot more debt to try and, you know, cover this shortfall in in revenue that you've just created for yourself, then that means you're putting you've got to issue a lot more government bonds. And when you're putting a lot more government bonds into the market, that means there's a surplus of those, so the price goes down. Now, a lot of listeners I know probably won't understand what a, a bond market is and what uh, you know what role it uh, it fulfills. I'll just give you a really quick explanation of, of what bond markets are. When we say bonds, what they essentially are 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 IOUs that are issued by governments. And each government around the world issues these. I mean, if if a government runs up a deficit, that is, they spend more money than they get in in tax, then they have to finance that with debt. You know, they'll borrow $1,000 from Sam Hawley and uh, they'll give you an IOU that says, we'll repay you in two or five or 10 years' time and here is the interest rate. Now, once you've got that bond, you can then go and trade that on another market, on a a market called the bond market. And the way it works is that, let's say the price is 99 instead of 100, and that means the interest rate on that bond at 99 is 1%. Now, if the price of that bond falls to, say, 97 then the yield or the interest rate rises to 3%. Now, if, the, you know, if it keeps going down, the yield keeps going up. And so what we've seen in the UK in the past week is that bond markets have just gone absolutely crazy. The currency markets went into free fall as well. Well, you, the UK pound, at least. So the pound crashed. I'm coping with the impending financial crisis by chuckling. <laughs> and I've been drinking since nine. So um, banks have just cancelled mortgages now. They've just stopped lending. That's it. No more new mortgages. We are gathered here today for the inevitable funeral of the United Kingdom. What have Quartag and Trust done? We're in free fall. The pound, at least, is in free fall. And I can't see much, much evidence suggests things are going to be turning around very quickly. Okay, well, looks like the only people it's really good for is tourists. Australians travelling in that part of the world will have a, a bit more money to go around. But the Bank of England and the IMF, they're seriously unhappy. Well, the Bank of England has just stepped into the marketplace uh, to try and stave off what could have grown to be a full-blown financial crisis because this was threatening to get really out of control Uh, and primarily because a little-known corner of the bond market was imploding. Bond markets really underpin mortgages. They underpin all sorts of things. And, And one of the things that they underpin is 
uh, pensions and retirement funds. And because of this sudden plunge in the value of bonds, they were left horribly exposed because the, pr the value of their bonds plummeted. And so as a result of that, there were traders on the other side saying, you need to stump up a lot more cash to cover your trading position because we're not prepared to accept this. And the only way they could stump up the cash to cover that trading position was to sell more bonds. Mm. And so the, the Bank of England saw this going on and they've had to step into the market and essentially buy government bonds to try and put a, a floor in the market. It will be taking immediate action to buy bonds, the government debt, are quite extraordinary measures that have happened in what is meant to be one of the most stable and progressive economies. It seems to have worked, at least uh, at this point in the short term, but there are people out there essentially saying the UK has just gone through its Lehman Brothers moment. Lehman Brothers is the latest and one of the greatest casualties of the subprime mortgage crisis, which was triggered last year by high defaulting on risky... Global stock markets have taken a tumble overnight as concerns spread about Lehman the stability Brothers. of the US America's big three car companies are also teetering on the edge. The problems on Wall Street quickly spread. The US economy fell into a recession that threatens to be the worst in decades. So governments around the world will be watching closely what is happening in England. Look, we're living through rising interest rates here too. There's cost of living pressures on Australians and we're expecting our own budget in about a month's time. This can't happen here, can it? No, I don't think so. Good. I mean, every message that's coming uh, out of Canberra from uh, the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, is exactly the opposite. He's saying, we have a debt problem, we have a deficit problem, we have to do our best to get this under control. So he is rowing you know, in tandem with the Reserve Bank. The, the Reserve Bank is out there putting interest rates up to try and slow inflation, and the government is there saying, we need to get uh, our house in order as well. And we need to really tighten up on, um, well, on spending, perhaps getting more tax in, some form of reducing that deficit. So they're trying to tighten up on that. So they're very much pulling in the same direction as the Reserve Bank. So it, exactly the opposite of what's going on in England at the moment. And I think there'd be a lot of people in uh, in in the money markets and uh, currency markets at the moment, uh, you know, being quite thankful of that. Mm, so Labor is in lockstep with the Reserve Bank by the sound of it. Does that mean this budget, there'll be no new spending, no tax cuts, no sweeteners? Is it just going to be a pretty pared back budget? I think this uh, mini budget will be more of a statement about uh, the, the challenges we face mm. and what we might have to do to, you know, rectify the situation. I mean, we do have a massive debt. We've got a trillion dollars worth of debt now, um, which, you know, we had uh, around about 300 billion, I think, when uh, when the coalition first came to power. So it, it has really blown out dramatically in that time. Of course, the pandemic, you know, was a major contributing factor to that, but the, the former government didn't once deliver a surplus uh, despite all the promises. And so you really do need to rein that in. I wouldn't say we'll, we'll see no spending measures, but we'll see for whatever spending measures we see, we're probably going to see corresponding measures that will perhaps balance out any spending. Mm -hmm. Okay. And just I just want to ask you this. What would happen here if we had a leader like Liz Truss making decisions like she is making? What would we see? What's the chaos that we would face? 
Oh, look, I, it's it's almost inconceivable that this could happen, really. Mm. As I said before, it, it's if you described it as irresponsible economic management, that would be a complete understatement. I mean, what would happen is that the Aussie dollar would crash, we'd see interest rates just going berserk. It, I mean, the situation in the UK in the past week has been so chaotic that uh, nobody has been issuing mortgages because nobody can price them because interest rates on markets have been moving so rapidly and going so high that uh, banks are just not prepared to issue new mortgages. So you're seeing a complete, almost a complete standstill in the UK economy. Well, Ian, I think we should be pretty glad right now that we're here and not there. <laughs> Absolutely. Ian Verinder is the ABC's business editor. The Bank of England initially spent £65 billion, or more than $100 billion, on UK bonds to avert a pensions collapse. This episode was produced by Sydney Peed, Sam Dunn and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. Over the weekend, we'll be bringing you an episode from our colleagues from ABC Sport Daily, Keep an eye out for that. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again on Monday. Thanks for listening.